solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Locked On Texans podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I am John Stone Sports Guy Hickman, followed with Cody Davis. The Locked On NFL Draft podcast relaunched on September 20th with brand new hosts, Eric Crocker, who brings the player scouting, Ryan Tracy, who brings the analytics. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on YouTube, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcast. Cody Davis, welcome into today's show. We got a lot to discuss considering the injuries. Let's go ahead and dive into it. Yes, sir. And on this Tuesday installment of Locked On Texans, John and I are going to discuss and actually look at some players on the practice squad that the Houston Texans should and they would definitely call up from the practice squad. And then we're going to close out this latest installment of Locked On Texans looking at what to expect from Davis Mills as the starting quarterback for the Houston Texans. And once again, it looked like it's going to be another missed opportunity for Tyrod Taylor here in the city of Houston. Uh, but to get this Tuesday installment of Locked On Texas kicked off, John, as you alluded to, we got a lot of injuries to discuss, but of course the biggest news surrounding the Houston Texans, which took place on yesterday afternoon when the Houston Texans announced that Tyrod Taylor has sustained a grade two hamstring injury and he will likely be out for the next four games. And the second biggest news that came out of NRG Stadium on yesterday is rookie receiver Nico Collins. He sustained a shoulder injury, which is, by the way, the second Texan player to sustain a shoulder injury this so far this season. And he is going to be out for the next three to four weeks. That's a little bit unfortunate because with Davis Mills being the starting quarterback, not having Nico Collins on the field might hinder Davis Mills' performance just a little bit because throughout OTAs, throughout training camp, throughout the preseason, majority of Davis Mills' rep was alongside Nico Collins. And they seemed like two, two guys who were starting to develop great chemistry amongst one another. But, John, I think the only good news that came out of yesterday's injury, injury report was the fact that Laramie Tunsil, Charles Aminahu, and Roy Lopez are all expected to play for Thursday's game against the Carolina Panthers. Justin Reed, who sustained a knee injury, he is questionable, but it seems like he's going to be leaning towards playing. He was actually limited at practice on yesterday as well. But the news about Tyrod Taylor being out for an entire month was it, it, it's tough, man. It was tough. Uh, when I look at that news, I look at what Tyrod was projected to do in a game and a half for this offense, hmm. his leadership that he brought to the team on the field, off the field. Uh, he's been a pro in this league going on about 10 years now. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've talked a lot about Tyrod, the good things he's done in the league, how unfortunate his last three to four years has been in the league. And this adds on to it as well. Get that news, four games, possibly with a hamstring at his age, even if he returns back, do we expect for him to kind of mirror or replicate what he did on the field before he went down? Not to Davis Mills. 
you know, you mentioned not having Nico Collins on the field would hinder him a lot. And not having Nico is going to – like, it didn't matter if Tyrod was on the field or Mills was on the field. We expect for our Davis – I'm sorry, not Davis Mills, Jeff Driscoll to get elevated to the active roster. So even if he's the uh, starting quarterback, it doesn't matter who's on the field. Not having Nico Collins is going to hurt that offense. They're already thin at the wide receiver position. They do get Anthony Miller back uh, this game. But what I think is going to hurt Davis Mills the most, Cody, is the fact that you're going against a team that got 10 sacks in the first two games, right? Mm -hmm. And not only – let me make sure I got that number correct because I don't want to give the Panthers too much love. No, you got it correct. It really is 10 sacks. So (laughs) 10 sacks and 21 quarterback hits through two games. They're averaging five sacks per game right now. Not only do you have to face that, but you're also having to face that same team on a short week. So when we look at Nico Collins being out, that's huge. When we look at the possibility of any other player on the on the other side of the ball for Houston, Justin Reed, or on the offensive side of the ball, uh, with Laramie Tunsil, that those are all huge. But when you put any quarterback in this situation under those circumstances – Unless you're Brady, Mahomes, or, you know, the elite, the top tier, they're going to struggle. But when you put a rookie quarterback under this circumstance, in in, in, in this type of this, uh, not, I'm sorry, in this type of position where everything is starting to go wrong for Houston, then, yeah, oh, yeah, it's, it's going to be very difficult for him to go into Thursday game and expect a win. And, and the worst part about it is, then, yeah, you start looking at everything else that falls in line. Nico's going to be out. How healthy will Laramie Tunsil be? Um, if Justin Reed plays, how healthy will he be? Who's going to step up at receiver for Houston? He and Anthony Miller don't have a lot of time together. Anthony Miller actually doesn't have a lot of time with anybody, any quarterback on this roster because he's been out with injury, which was, coincidentally enough, from the soda injury occurred on a pass from who? Davis Mills. <laughs> so they haven't had a lot of time together. It's going to be hard, man. Like, what are we really expecting? Before we move on, what are we really expecting from Davis Mills? Like, if you could throw out a stat line that you think Davis Mills can produce when the clock hits zero, what do you think Davis Mills' prediction, his, your prediction for Davis Mills will be on Thursday? Um, to be honest with you, John and listeners, I think it's going to be similar to what we saw throughout the preseason, which is, you know, they're going to run the ball a little bit more with Davis Mills out there on the field. So you're looking yes. at him throwing the ball about a total of what? No more than 20 times, um, you know, probably hovering around what? 150, 200 um, passing yards. But John, let me let me go back and, and just say something really quick. I understand the Panthers are coming inside NRG Stadium. As you mentioned, 10 sacks throughout the first two games. That sounds very terrible for no, a because it is. quarterback. It is, it is, but I don't think that's going to be something that's going to be that much of a concern for the Texans. And I only say that because the Houston Texans have a better offensive line than the New York Jets. The Houston Texans have a better offensive line than the New Orleans Saints. And, and I wanted to bring that up because those were the first two. Exactly. And why, why, off playing Cleveland. So, okay, uh, I see exactly. your point. And, and look, 
Laramie Tunsil, he did nicked up his ankle just a little bit, but we saw the difference of not having Laramie Tunsil for those, what, a little bit for a little bit amount of snaps versus Laramie Tunsil with the snaps. You say you you are expecting a Pro Bowl performance out of Titus Howard. You already know what you're getting out of Justin Britt. And look, Marcus Cannon, you and I could disagree yeah, whether yeah. or not that one sack came, you know, as a result of him blocking or not blocking. But he is starting to look good as well. You have four out of five guys who are very trustworthy. And not only that, when you go back and take a look at what they did against the Cleveland Browns on the opposite side of the line of scrimmage, you know, say what you want about Jadavion Clowney, but he is still a premier pass rusher in his league. And we all know what Miles Garrett is. The fact that neither one of them got a sack. And the only time Cleveland got a sack was due to a blitz. Come on, man. Like that yeah. offensive line, especially knowing that they're going to put a heavy emphasis on running the ball. That offensive line is probably going to be at his best on Thursday. I could be wrong, but I, I'm not expecting a big game for Davis Mills, but I don't, I don't think the, the the pressure and the sacks that the Panthers have drew up over these first two games is going to be the reason why we see Mills struggle. I think it's going to be more so the lack of preparation. To your Jadavion Clowney point, Clowney hasn't had uh... – he ain't had a sack in about two years, it seems like. So I wouldn't call him a premier pass rusher. But, but I will he's say this. still, but he's still, missing, but he's still, he's very he's athletic. He's athletic, you know, freaking nature, and he can do things differently. But I wouldn't call him a premier pass rusher. But he does make your tackles of guards' job harder. I will say that you you still got to scout for him in a sense. Before we move on, I will say what we're missing out is, you know, we're looking at missing pieces and who's going to be on the field, who's not going to be on the field. And I mentioned how Davis uh, Davis Mills is a rookie, but I don't want to like skip over that. He's a rookie. On Sunday, rookie quarterback struggled. Uh, Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence combined for I think like six or seven interceptions, right? And if I'm the Panthers and I see that this isn't Tyrod, who we were probably expecting to play Week One who has some time in this league, who knows certain defenses, who can make certain reads. Listen, whether we agree on that Marcus Cannon or not, uh, I will say that if you go back and watch that play, I want people to see whether or not Davis Mills' head turned to the right side or not. It's a one-read quarterback right now. That was one of my, I'm not going to call it issues, but evaluations when he was drafted. He is a one-read quarterback. And if teams know that, it's going to be a long day for Mills and that offense. You can count on that. I'm going to tell you what you can count on right now, though, making some extra money by our partners at BetOnline.ag. We are back, and we are better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the field to start another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all of pro and college football action this season. With a new updated website and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, betonline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. It's a no-brainer. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to BET bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts.
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Locked on Texans. Of course, we are talking about the injuries and how this will affect the Houston Texans. And a lot of people are looking around the league. A lot of fans, I've seen it, of certain players that should be brought in, right? And I think today's episode is a good day to kind of dedicate some time to the players that were already on this team, already uh, been around this team, in the facility, and let's take a look at the practice squad players right now. What we what do we know? Right now, Houston only has two active quarterbacks. Actually, one act, uh, active quarterback because Deshaun Watson has been deactivated for Thursday game, right? So we what a shocker. Oh, right, right. What David Cutter said, he said, uh, well, we, we, we shall see. see. About we this. shall see. <laughs> and what did I tell y'all yesterday? That was David Cully's way of saying, hey, man, stop asking me that. God damn. Stop asking me that. But uh, <laughs> right now, Houston only has one active quarterback on the roster. And uh, when we look at the wide receiver depth chart, lost two receivers on Sunday, Danny Amendola and Nico Collins. Nico Collins will be out for at least three to four games as well with what David Cully called a significant injury. And Danny Amendola – at 35 years old, just coming off the couch, you know, how effective will he be once we realize or once we get news about how significant his injury is, right? People are looking too much outside the house. Jordan VC had a good training camp offseason, I mean, uh, preseason. Uh, Chris Moore had a good preseason. Jeff Driscoll did not have a good anything. But it does make it does make sense for Houston to bring in players, excuse me, that they already have familiarity with instead of being so quick to look outside. And the reason why that makes the most sense, it, it doesn't, it's not like, excuse me, it's not like they have a full week to prepare. As of right now, they have 48 hours before their next game. So you know that front office, the coaching staff, the scouting staff, the, uh, Nick Casario, the general manager, working hand-in-hand with David Cully. They're kind of in a space right now where they're kind of like, okay, what do we do? Not panicking, but what makes the most sense to put the best product out on the field to get a win? So right now I'm not looking at players outside of this team. I'm looking at players that spent time with this team. And it makes the most sense in the world, I think at least, to bring up two receivers, and that's Chris Moore uh, along with Jordan Vesey. Um, right now, Houston is still very thin at that wide receiver position. Actively on the roster with getting Anthony Miller back, they have Chris Conley, Brandon Cooks, Anthony Miller, and Andre Roberts. And Andre Roberts is your return specialist. Now, of course, you can do some things with David Johnson to add, to boost that depth chart, or boost what you want to do on the field. But that only gives you six, and at times David Johnson is going to have to run the ball. It makes a lot of sense for me for them to go ahead and bring up those two wide receivers. And, Cody, I know you're going to hear it. That's why I'm going to pass it to you. But do we see Brevin Jordan this week? Uh, O'Claire, he's on the practice squad now, so they do lose a tight end right now. Houston has Farrell Brown and Jordan Akins. I think this is the – Excuse me. I think this is the perfect time to bring up Brevin Jordan and use him in a Jimmy Graham role. Big body receiver, has some speed, has some good hands, uh, very athletic, throwing the ball up. I'm going to go ahead and pass it to you because I know you want to talk about it, but 
I think it's time for him to go ahead and make that move and play on this Thursday. Yeah, most definitely. Look, first and foremost, I'm surprised that Brevin Jordan has not seen the field at all throughout this, throughout this entire season. But, John, going back to something that you just said, you mentioned that you would like to see two wide receivers get called up from the practice squad. That is Chris Moore and Jordan Vesey. I can definitely see Jordan Vesey getting called up from the practice squad because with Nico Collins going down, the Texans have one less bigger receiver that they can use in the passing game. Of course, Chris Conley is still there. And Jordan Vesey is a guy, like I keep mentioning, he could use his body to create separation between him and his defender. Plus, one of the main reasons why I'm disappointed that Nico Collins went down, I mentioned this in the first segment, he already has chemistry with Davis Mills. You replace him with Jordan Vesey, that is a guy that Davis Mills possibly have the most chemistry with because throughout training camp, throughout preseason, every single time Jordan Vesey was out there on the field getting used in that passing game, who was throwing him the ball? Davis Mills. And throughout the and throughout the three preseason games that Jordan Vesey played, he looked pretty good. Five catches for 51 yards, and the one touchdown that he had came from Davis Mills. On the flip side of that, you mentioned Chris Moore throughout training camp. I was a big supporter of Moore making the initial 53-man roster, but I don't think he get called up only due to the fact that people are forgetting that you still got Anthony Miller. And because of the addition of Danny Amendola, that's part of the reason why Anthony Miller has been a healthy, a healthy scratch over the last two weeks, especially on Sunday. Him being a scratch on Sunday against the Cleveland Brown was a big surprise to everyone because we all thought that we was going to see the debut of Anthony Miller. Plus, Miller and Moore is sort of similar, speedy receivers that you can use in a slot. You really need to see what you have in Anthony Miller because you traded for him, plus you departed from a guy that we know what we what to expect from, which was Kiki QT. They need to see what they have in Anthony Miller. And that's why I think Christian Moore might be the odd man out when you talk about guys who could be called up from the practice squad. Really quick, I think if we were having this discussion and it wasn't centered around what happened on Sunday, you know, I'd be okay with that, right? If we were just having another discussion about what players from the practice squad should get their shot. But the reason why we're having this conversation right now is because players went down at positions that were already thin. That's why I say bring up two guys. Because how many people went down on Sunday? Amy Thompson, uh, Justin Wilson. It was 10. 10 players went down on Sunday. Houston can't afford that. Like, I'm scared if Davis Mills goes down and, and Driscoll is your backup quarterback, he plays, who, God forbid, something happens to him, who's going to step in? Jack Easterby? <laughs> well, right? according to David Cutler, he said, according to David Cully, sorry to cut you off, but according to David Cully on yesterday, he said they'll just go to a Wildcat offense. <laughs> Mark me? Ingram. <laughs> Mark Ingram. <Excuse> me? In 2021? <laughs> They're going to have to do a Wildcat offense once again, proving proving the point. Deshaun Watson ain't coming. <laughs> he ain't coming. But, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, like if you if you consider you you lost 
at a point in time on Sunday, 10 players and then overall players that won't be playing for the next couple of games. Is it uh is, is Taylor, Nico, uh, um, and uh, Anthony. Am I missing one? And Anthony, those are the four guys who are going to be on the shelf for at least two weeks at most. Okay, so you, you're going to be down a couple of guys. I say bring those extra bodies in just in case we got players that have capability to do something on the fear for us. And it's not like they have an opportunity to go out and start signing a bunch of guys because even if you sign a guy today on Tuesday, they're not going to play on Thursday. So go ahead and bring them boys up from the practice squad. It ain't going to hurt you none and be prepared just in case something happens. And you notice we had this entire conversation. Talked about Reverend Jordan. We talked about uh, Anthony Miller Jordan coming VC. back. Jordan VC, Chris Moore. Uh, you know, you know who, who we haven't talked about? Who? Your boy, Cody. Jeff Driscoll. I mean, what is that to talk get, about? We already exactly. know he's going to get called up. <laughs> we know he's going to get called up, but you know why we ain't talked about him? Because if we talk about him, there's a possibility he may play. And if there was any point throughout the season Jeff Driscoll plays, <laughs> it's a wrap. It's, yeah, it's it done is, one. It's not going to happen. So moving forward, being without Tyrod Taylor for four games and with his history, we don't know if that's going to be longer than four games or if he's going to be able to recover. And this Thursday, Davis Mills gets his first NFL start. I mean, congratulations to him, man. That's something to be proud about. Not going to crap on that. So shout out to Mills, but moving forward, this team had at least shown us on the field two games now, uh, and out their mouth, they're not tanking. So if you're not going to tank, fine, dandy. If you lose games because you lose games because, excuse me, you were out-talented, then that's fine. We get that. But if you're not making moves to get better, then that's where it becomes a concern for me. So eventually – they're going to have to bring in somebody else at that position. There's no way they go to the next four, five, however long games with just Mills and Driscoll at quarterback. I don't see that happening whatsoever. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto store to stock all the parts your car needs. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning. Is your Odyssey an LX or is it an EX? Get out of my face, man. I don't, I don't know that. I just need the part. And why would you do that while waiting for a person behind the counter to order parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? Make it make sense to me. You know you have a computer with the access to Rock Auto at home and in your pocket with your smartphone. Save time and money with using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30 50 or 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. Hmm? Well, you can go to Rock Auto, a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on Texans in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car Whatever need, rockauto.com. And of course, I'm super excited to tell you guys about something that I myself have invested in. 
and that is direct TV stream. Get your TV together. Today, I want to tell you about that. A simple way, get all your entertainment you love without the hassle, okay? And that's what direct TV stream that brings you live TV and on-demand favorites like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part, there's no annual contract, okay? So you can leave whenever you want. You can leave whenever you want. If you don't want me, then don't talk to me. Go ahead and free yourself if you want to. But I don't think you would want to leave direct TV stream with the amazing deals that they have for you. So stop waiting and get your TV life together with direct TV stream. Betting on the Houston Texans, Dallas Cowboys, New Orleans Saints, New England Patriots, L.A. Chargers, None of that has to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Best podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. So follow the Locked On Best podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. And welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Tuesday installment of Locked On Texans. Two piece and... Tuesday. You want to get to a two piece? You got to pop yeah, eyes. Man. <laughs> but um, man. let me say that right now. I'm on record by saying Popeye's chicken is overrated. And without Popeye's, we would not have the pandemic. I'm going to say that. That's my conspiracy theory for the week. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Well, you know, that's another topic for another day. But, you know, continuing here on, on this Tuesday installment of Locked On Texans, looking at Tyrod Taylor. And, you know, before we start talking about Davis Mills and what we are expecting from him as a starting quarterback, you 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 can't help but to feel for Tyrod. Because this guy was playing some really good football. This, this, this is his stat line. In six quarters, he threw for 416 yards, three touchdowns, and had a QBR rating of 85. And it seemed like it didn't matter if it was a team scrimmage, a preseason game, or the first game of the regular season. Every time David Cully said he wanted to see this from Tyrod, he wanted to see that from Tyrod, Tyrod actually went out and made the adjustments. Yeah, and yeah, he did. To, for for you listeners out there to truly get a sense on why we are taking this moment to kind of give Tyrod Taylor his flowers, because you you can't you can't help but to feel sorry for the man. Because if Davis Mills go out there and he actually performs, and let's say you know he brings the Texans to a two and two record over the next four game, or if God forbid they go three one or four and one. What? I don't see no, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying if there was a scenario, if yeah, hypothetically speaking, but if that Laser was beam. the case, <laughs> if that was the case, I don't see Tyrod Taylor getting his starting position back if Davis Mills go out there and succeed expectation. Now you're looking at a situation where this is going to be the third time in the last four years that Taylor started off as his starting quarterback. He got hurt, and the rookie quarterback surpassed him in the depth chart. And, John, really quick before I give the floor back over to you, um, David Cully said during his media availability on yesterday, he told us that 
after Tyrod Taylor sustained that hamstring injury. And it happened during that 15-yard touchdown run that he did to put the Texans up 14-7. to He said in the locker room at halftime that he asked Tyrod Taylor, was he okay? And Taylor continuously insisted that he was fine. But Cully said he knew that A, he was lying. And B, most importantly, Tyrod did not want to come out to come out the game. He got with the team doctors, did some type of test, and Taylor failed the test. And as we sit here on September 21st, 2021, the Texans have yet to do a full MRI on Taylor's hamstring because they are waiting for swelling to go down. Damn. It's a grade two hamstring. It's just an unfortunate circumstance for Tyrod. And, you know, if by any chance he does not get his starting position from Davis Mills, I do not see a situation where Tyrod Taylor will be a starting quarterback in this lead again. I want to say something before I get to Tyrod Taylor. You mentioned how David Cully came out and said what he said about David. I mean, about, about Tyrod. I would like to give kudos to David Cully for coming out and saying he was wrong on declining, what was that, that offside penalty yeah. that would yes, allow sir. Houston to have another shot on third down instead of punting on fourth and two or fourth and three or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you why I want to give kudos to that man. In the past, I am pretty <laughs> damn sure we would have heard something along those lines. Cody, I want you to, I want you to play the reporter. I, no, don't play a reporter. Be the reporter that you are. Be the reporter that you are around the Houston, Texas. And I want you to ask me whether or not that was a good decision for declining that call. And I'm going to be Bill O'Brien. Okay. Hey, Coach, um, why did you decide to decline that that, that penalty? On- doesn't matter. <laughs> that was a move I thought we should have went with. Doesn't matter. Uh, mm-hmm. we Our defense is playing good. So we're going to live with that. Next question. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, Brian. <laughs> And you know what's funny? You know what's funny? The way you cut me off before I finish my question, that's, that's exactly what right. be used that's to the himself. I know. That's why I played that role very well. But to get back to Tyrod Taylor, his timeline in the last three to four years in Buffalo, he was bitched for Nathan Peterman, the worst quarterback I have ever seen in the NFL. And I'm not, I'm not saying that to boost Tyrod Taylor. I literally think Nate Peterman was the worst quarterback that I've ever seen in the NFL. And it was for no reason at all. So he was benched hmm. in Buffalo. He came back, by the way, and took that team to the playoffs. Then he gets traded to Cleveland. Suffers a concussion in Cleveland. Now we know Baker Mayfield is ready. After that, goes to L.A. Team doctor accidentally punctured uh, his lung, making the way for Justin Herbert. And now that hamstring injury making the way for Davis Mills. So the entire time... And I think we had this conversation earlier in the offseason how Tyrod Taylor is a bridge quarterback that, you know, is there from what we've seen in his last three stops prior to Houston and made way for the the younger quarterback to come in. Um, In in this case, it's the most unfortunate way for that bridge quarterback to let that younger quarterback in because in the previous two stops, those quarterbacks were ready. To some extent, Baker Mayfield, it took him a couple of years. I think it took him a couple of coaching staffs to get to where he is now. Uh, Herbert, on the other hand, I thought he was probably the best quarterback that came out in that draft, maybe if not one, then two. But they were both ready to walk in those footsteps. They were drafted 
to walk in those footsteps. Not a third-round quarterback out of Stanford that only played a handful of games. Tyrod Taylor's injury history um, is very disheartening. It comes with the NFL, but I hope we get an opportunity to see him at least a few more games to close out the season for Houston because now I think he's in a position where he's getting up in age and he has to perform to some type of extent to see if this is actually his last year or not, not just with Houston, mm. but in the NFL in its entirety. I'm Johnson Sports Guy Hickman. You see the name right there. Follow me on Twitter at some sports guy. You see the two wise. Go ahead and click follow on that. Take your time out. Go to Locked On Texas. We are back on Twitter. So follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. All the way to Canada, to Iceland. We love y'all. We'll see y'all tomorrow for another episode of Locked on Texas. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.